Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Believe in the Eagles. I'm your host, Mike Gill. What's up? We are back for the 2023 season. Good to have you with us. The Eagles are back, and so are we here on the Believe Network. It's Believe in Eagles. And, of course, the Eagles entered camp on Tuesday, and the big story was, really, they got a lot of battles on the defensive side of the ball. But for today's show, we're going to concentrate and look at the offensive side of the ball. And one particular position I want to look at is the running back position. You know, Nick Sirianni, the first question that he was asked yesterday was at the running back position, what's the plan? And he said, everybody has an opportunity to earn roles. They're all looking forward to watching that position battle and check it all out. He said, you're going to see Boston Scott with the ones, Kenny Gainwell with the ones. Penny with the ones, Swift with the ones, Sermon with the ones. They're all going to go with the twos. They're all going to go with the threes. So what does that really mean? Well, this is the way that I look at it, and you guys can certainly message along and let me know what you think. But the way that I see the Eagles running back situation is, in my mind, if Rashad Penny is healthy, and I know that's a big if. He has not been healthy over the years. It's been a big problem for him. But if Rashad Penny is healthy, he's got to be the guy. He would be the number one ball carrier on this team. So the way I kind of break it down, I'm going to I'm going to kind of break it down like this. If Penny's healthy, he would be the definitive A1 ball carrier. He would be the guy that would definitely get a bulk of the carries on this team. For me, I'm not saying that's the way the Eagles would do it. Why is Rashad Penny the guy that I would give a lot of my carries to? Well, the guy's a flat-out stud. He's a flat-out star. He is a guy that, in the end, if he's healthy, he's definitively the most talented guy on this team. He's the biggest, he's the fastest, and he's been maybe the most productive guy when given the opportunity. He had that ACL injury in 2019, but he has continued, you know, he has no ill effects on that 2019 ACL injury. Now, he did have a couple other freak injuries. He had the broken uh, leg last year, which cut his season short. He has not played a lot of games. He only played five games last year. But in five games, 346 yards, 6.1 yards a carry. 6.1 yards a carry, that's beast mode right there. He averaged 69 yards a game. In 2021, he played 10 games with the Seattle Seahawks. He had 749 yards rushing. He averaged 6.3 yards in attempt and almost 75 yards a game. I mean, that is just uber production, man. He averages for his career 5.7 yards per carry. You hit him the ball twice, he gets a first down. So my leader in the clubhouse, if he's healthy, Rashad Penny's the guy. So if all things are equal, Nick Sirianni said on Tuesday that everybody has an opportunity to earn a role. They're all going to go out there with the ones. If they're all healthy and you're handing the ball to Penny, I find it hard to believe that he wouldn't be the guy that would be the first choice from the coaching staff. Now, second on that list would be interesting because now you have DeAndre Swift, the guy that you traded for in the offseason. And it was a trade that I think a lot of people got excited about because of the fact that Swift had a really big game against the Eagles in week one last season. You remember the game that he had against the Eagles last season, and it kind of made people worried about what the Eagles season was going to look like. But DeAndre Swift in that game had 15 carries for 144 yards. He also caught three balls for 31 yards. The problem with Swift was after that 144-yard day, 
The most yards he had in the game after that was 78, and that didn't come till week 16. Did not have a great year carrying the football for the Detroit Lions last year. Now, what he is good at is catching the football. The problem with that is how many times does the running back catch the football in this offense? So that's where I wonder, does Swift's positives put him in position to get on the field enough? 15 for 144, that's a great game against the Eagles. The next week he had 5 for 56, which, by the way, is a pretty good game. It's over 10 yards to carry. But after that, he really didn't have a big carry game. In fact, he only carried over 10 times in a game three times last year, week one, week 12, and week 16. So I don't know that the Eagles or anybody really look at DeAndre Swift as that ball carrier that can get 10, 15 carries a game. He's more of a pass catcher for uh, the Lions during his career. So what will that mean? How will that translate moving forward for his role on this team? I think that's something definitely uh, that will be something to keep an eye on when we look at this uh, running back battle. Let's look at Kenny Gainwell. Kenny Gainwell last year did not have a good year. 53 carries, 240 yards. He did have four touchdowns. Um, he is another guy who is a pass catching back. He did catch 23 balls last year, 33, uh, as a rookie, his best moments came in the playoffs last year. When you look at the playoffs last year, Kenny Gainwell kind of supplanted miles Sanders for the Eagles down the stretch. He had 12 carries for 112 yards in the game against the giants. He had 14 for 48 in the game against San Francisco, and then he had seven for 21 in the Super Bowl. So I look at Kenny Gainwell and I wonder, okay, do they trust him to carry the ball 10 to 12 times, plus he can catch the ball? So does Gainwell stand out on the depth chart higher than Swift does? It's an interesting question because they did trade for Swift. So you're thinking to yourself, okay, we traded for Swift. You must like Swift. So is Swift and Gainwell kind of battling for that job. Now, keep in mind, just because I think Penny's the most talented and should be the guy, that doesn't mean that's the way the Eagles are thinking, right? We know Boston Scott in his role. His role is kind of being the the, the guy uh, that's kind of there if uh, break glass in case of emergency. I think Boston Scott, it's an interesting story because Scott, whenever given the opportunity, has been a pretty productive guy. 54 carries last year for 217 yards. It's four yards a carry. It's, 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 you know, his career has been pretty steady. Four yards a carry, 4.3, 4.7, four yards. He is a guy who will churn out four yards a touch. He can also catch the ball a little bit. So Scott's kind of the break glass in case of emergency guy. Uh, I like Scott maybe more than the, the Eagles do. Um, I think Boston has done a really good job. And then there's Trey Sermon. You know, he might be the more interesting guy, the most interesting guy of this group. You know, obviously last year, uh, with the Eagles, he had two carries, uh, 19 yards, by the way, 9.5 yards a carry. But uh, his time in San Francisco, 41 touches, 67, 167 yards, four yards a carry. He's a big guy, six foot and 215. Where does he fit in on this committee approach? The Eagles, with this new running back group, you don't have that Miles Sanders who's going to be the guy. So the way I look at it is like this, guys. If there is the guy, Rashad Penny, that means his talent jumped off the page and he showed everybody, this is my job. I'm the most talented guy here and I'm the guy. 
And I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. I really wouldn't. I think he is the most talented guy of the group. Can he stay healthy? Then the backup role between Swift and Gainwell, I actually kind of lean towards Gainwell here because I think the Eagles have shown that they think that he has the better ability to touch the football as a running back more so than just a pass catcher. I think Swift is going to have to show that he can, you know, another thing to keep in mind here, who's the better blocker? You know, that is one thing that we have to keep in mind is who's the better blocking back? You have to keep that in mind with the way the Eagles do things. Who is the better running uh, blocker as the running back here? So you take a look at the usage of DeAndre Swift in Detroit last season. He was basically the third running back in Detroit. When they played a game, you know, late in the season in a game against the uh, Giants, he was basically the fourth running back in that game. Let's go back and look at the game against the Giants and take a look at DeAndre Swift. And he was not a big part of that offense at all. He was like the fourth running back on that day. So there's a reason why the Eagles and the Lions were able to get a trade because by the end of the year, when they played the Giants in that Week 12 game, he had five carries for 20 yards in that game. The next week, he had five carries for 19 yards against Buffalo. He had six carries for six yards against the Bears. He had two carries for 10 yards against Green Bay. Now, I know he had the ankle problem, but it showed that the Lions weren't all that excited about getting Swift back in. Actually, yeah, he had the ankle and a little bit of a shoulder problem. So his first game back from the ankle problem, he had 33 snaps. After that, he went down to 10. He had 19. He had 21. They brought in Jamal Williams, and they felt that Williams was a better option. So just keep that in mind. Just because Swift had that big game against the Eagles, he's a Philly guy. They make the trade. I think it was a good, smart trade to get another talented back in here. But I do wonder if he's going to be the guy that supplants uh, Rashad Penny, number one. And then even if he passes Kenny Gainwell on the list in the depth chart, you know, the Eagles, I would imagine you're going to see, you know, a couple of years ago, they had a, th- a couple of years ago, years ago, they had a three-headed monster with Buckholder, uh, Deuce Staley, and um, who was the third guy in that? Uh, it was Buckholder, Staley, and one other guy, they had a three little three headed monster. Man, I'm blanking on on the name, but they now this is obviously not Nick Sirianni, but they have done three running backs, and I'm not sure that this team is going to do that. I think you're going to see now. You know, the year they won the Super Bowl, they had Jay Ajayi and Legarrette Blunt. You could see a two prong system. I think Penny, as long as Penny's healthy, I think he's here. So that's that. All right, let's go to the other battle on the offensive side of the ball, okay? Uh, Right guard. On Tuesday, Nick Sirianni said Cam Juergens is going to be the first guy there. But I'm not so sure Cam Juergens wins that job, and here's why. Jeff Stoutland, the Eagles' offensive line coach, over the years when there has been an injury, he doesn't like to move two guys out of position. So, in other words, when um, Lane Johnson gets hurt, he doesn't want to move – 
or or let's say Jordan Mailata gets hurt. He doesn't want to move someone to left tackle and then go over to the right side and put a right guard. He doesn't want to move two players at one time. He wants to try to do as le- the least amount of movement on the offensive line as possible. So I think Tyler Steen is the favorite for that reason. Now, that doesn't mean Steen wins this job. Now, keep in mind, Tyler Steen doesn't have any right guard experience either, but neither does Cam Jurgens. Neither one of these two guys, Jurgens or Steen, has played right guard in their past. One guy has played right guard, and that's Jack Driscoll. I don't know where he factors in this, but yesterday, Nick Sirianni said, we're going to start with Cam Jurgens right there, but that's where we'll start today, and we'll see how that plays out. And then we've got some good options there as well. Looking forward to see how the battle plays itself out as well. But Cam Jurgens will start out there today. So Jurgens is the first um, offensive right guard on the first day of practice. We'll see how that materializes. But the way I kind of see this battle breaking down is, yeah, okay, Jurgens gets the first shot, but keep in mind, he's also the backup center. And as the backup center, if Kelsey gets hurt, who would go in? Jurgens. Well, Jurgens is playing right guard. That means you got to move Jurgens from right guard over to center, and then Steen or Driscoll would go into right guard. What does that mean? Two new pieces on the line. If Jurgens is the backup center and the backup center only, and Tyler Steen is the right guard, and Kelsey got hurt, we're not wishing Kelsey to get hurt, by the way, then you just plug Jurgens in. He's ready to go. If it happens that Tyler Steen gets hurt, well, maybe you just plug Driscoll into that spot. Because now why? You have Dennis Kelly. And Dennis Kelly can play the swing tackle positions. He can play left tackle. He can play right tackle. So you could almost have Driscoll be a bigger part of this guard thing. I think the guard, right guard spot will be more interesting than maybe a right guard spot should be in most places. But keep in mind, this team lost Isaac Sayamala, a very, very key uh, part to this team's offensive line. I feel like we kind of overlook Sayamala sometimes because he was kind of the fifth guy on that line. I mean, basically you've got Mylotta, who's a massive guy, right? You've got um, Landon Dickerson, who is really, really good at left tackle. Left guard. Then you got Kelsey, of course, who might be the most popular figure in, in, in the Philadelphia Eagles right now. And then you've got, um, on the other side, you've got uh, Lane Johnson, who might be the best right tackle in football. So Isaac Sayamala kind of got overlooked by everything. So Sayamala was a very important player for this team. Keep that in mind when we're looking at this right guard spot. So who do you think will be the right guard? Who do you think will be the running back on this football team? Those are my first two questions on the offensive side of the ball. As we start off our first Believe in Eagles podcast for the season. Number two, um, the slot, or number three, I should say, would be the slot wide receiver. What's going to happen at that slot wide receiver spot, I think is really um, the other question on this team. You've got, um, and I, real quick, I do want to go back to the offensive line situation because you have Kelsey, obviously, who's the center. You've got um, Landon Dickerson, who's the left tech guard. You've got 
you know, Jordan Mailata, who's the left tackle. You've got Lane Johnson, who obviously is the right tackle. Then after that, you've got a bunch of guys that some of you guys maybe never heard of. So Fred Johnson is a guy who plays three positions. He's primarily a left tackle, so he would probably be, you know, maybe in that swing tackle role. He's a veteran player. He's played a little left guard, I think, in his past. Jack Driscoll, who's a veteran, he's played, obviously, right guard. He's played right tackle. He's played left tackle. He probably even played some left guard at some point. You've got Roderick Johnson, who's a left tackle. So I think um, when you look at all the guys who have played left tackle, Julian Good-Jones, Fred Johnson, Lane Johnson, uh, Roderick Johnson, Dennis Kelly, Jordan Mailata, and Trevor Reed, you look at, obviously, Dennis Kelly, Jack Driscoll as the, the swing possibilities, and Fred Jones, I think, would be in that mix. You look at the guys who have played left guard on this team, uh, Julian Good-Jones, uh, Fred Johnson, and then, obviously, Sue Opeta, uh, who has got some experience playing some guard. I think he started a playoff game a couple of years ago. That might have been at right guard, though, for Brandon Brooks. And then Lane Dicker, uh, Landon Dickerson, uh, these guys are all left guard. The center position, you got Jurgens, you got Cam Tom and Brett Toth, and, of course, Kelsey there. Um, you're looking at Jack Driscoll, Cam Jurgens right now, who's primarily playing right guard, but he's played center in the past. You've got uh, Sue Opeta, who's played right guard. And then Tyrese Robinson and Tyler Steen, who's one thing with Tyler Steen, he is only playing right guard right now. And he he only played tackle in college. So he played right tackle in college, I believe. So keep that in mind, too. Now, real quick, let's go to the third wide receiver spot on this team. This one's going to be interesting. The Eagles did bring in a couple of names. Uh, Nikhil Harry was here. Uh, Deion Kane came in. Uh, but. Obviously, last year you had Quest Watkins as the um, the main third receiver on this team, and then the team went out and brought in Zacchaeus in the offseason as kind of like everybody kind of feels like he's going to be the guy there, but that's definitely one of the battles to keep an eye on here is who's going to win that third wide receiver slot. Uh, Zacchaeus is a more sure-handed player. I think one of the problem with – Watkins last year you could tell it's the first pot of the season because our mind is kind of like retraining ourselves the names of some of the guys that kind of blanked from our mind Watkins last year was your third wide receiver he had so many drops Omeda Zacchaeus comes in he's a more sure-handed guy you've got Kobe who's the punt returner Devin Allen I think just got put on the IR he's kind of the speedster Joe Nagata is a guy to keep an eye on uh the wide receiver I think out of Clemson and look A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, and then who's that third guy? That's what you're looking at there. At the tight end spot, Dallas Goddard is obviously the guy. Then what? Dan Arnold was brought in. You got Stoll and Calcaterra. Tyree Jackson's a guy that they like, but he's constantly been hurt. Dan Arnold's a guy, though, who's an interesting um, name to keep an eye on. Can he go up the ladder and be that second tight end? And then Stoll and Calcaterra, do they battle for that third spot? Or is Arnold battling with Calcaterra for that third spot, and Stoll is the blocking tight end. That's something to keep an eye on there. The third quarterback spot, you got Ann Book and Tanner McKee. So that's really a look at the Eagles' offensive battles as we open training camp. Uh, so Hertz obviously, is number one. Mariota, number two. Your running back situation, I'm going to go with Rashad Penny as my top back, and then we'll see how it unfolds under that. Uh, DeAndre Swift, Kenny Gainwell, Boston Scott, Trey Sermon. Really crowded room. Keep this in mind. Does somebody call the Eagles looking for a running back somewhere in training camp? That's something to keep an eye on. A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith. Here's something to keep an eye on with the Eagles. Those two guys are excellent. 
But if one of those two were to get hurt, who is that playmaking outside player? I think Watkins would go to the outside. Zacchaeus would obviously be in the slot. But those two battling for slot time right now, I give the edge to Zacchaeus for that role. Because if Smith or Brown got hurt, Watkins would be the guy on the outside. They don't have a lot of options there. Goddard, uh, Stoll, Calcaterra, Arnold, and Jackson, all those guys kind of battling there. Mylotta, uh, Dickerson, Kelsey, Jurgens, uh, Lane Johnson, obviously. That looks like your offensive line right now with that right guard spot being the one that's up for grabs. We'll look at the defense later on in another podcast, but we're just getting back into the groove here. Hopefully you'll join us right here on Believe in Eagles here on the Believe Network. I'm Mike Gill. This is Believe in the Eagles. All right, back with another one. Eagles training camp is back. Let's go, birds. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.